Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, on 87.8 or on 88.2 The Breakfast Show. You are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and my wonderful, amazing co-host. We've got Blair Lenke in the oh, studio this morning. Oh yeah, good morning. Dude, Blair, how you been, man? Oh, living life, loving it. Living life, getting around. Well, I know that you were in here last week. That's right. Yeah, we were filling in. Yeah, got to have the the Monday off, and then now back again. Back into it. Oh. Yeah. And how's how's your life been over that time? I know you've been quite busy. Busy as yeah. I had an exam yesterday, so oh. that was fun. Yeah. How and do you think you went? Do you think you? I, you, I made it through. Yeah. You, you yeah. aced. No, it wasn't an ace, but it was a. It was enough to get over you the fi- line. You're like, okay, okay. I, I kind of know. It's like you read the questions. Like I know the gist of what's going on here, and I should be able to give an answer. That's. Something. Yeah, enough to get it, get the marks. Yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, oh, study life, just getting into it. Yeah, I working and studying, the balance, it's fun. It's... Not so fun. <laughs> fun, not so fun. It's, it's, well, it's necessary, obviously, you need to do it. But, um, yeah, I have a couple of 2,000-word essays coming up next, next week, uh, a, a series of them. And so I'm I'm just flat out into them. I'm also because I'm planning. I want to go up to Kingscliff this weekend. Oh yes, up, of up course. to the border. They're having the 10 year anniversary yep. for. I'm the, going. You should come. The Arise program, and I would really like to go because I attended the Arise program. It's a Bible school that's around three and a half months long, and then gives you six months afterwards to work and share the gospel with people. I attended back in 2017. I was a fresh 18 years old. I had just become Christian. And so I'd love to head up and spend time. But, you know, I'm, you've got to get those essays done. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm organizing a couple, but then I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, but if I'm not, if I'm not good to go, I might drop out of my own couple. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. God is good. He should get us through. But- you're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning. I'm, I'm looking out. It, it's it's slightly overcast, but still nice and sunny here in Newcastle. But getting cold, like it's freezing. I need to jump into my into my you know cupboard, get out my Kathmandu jacket, wash it. You know that one time a year that you do wash it. And, um, and chuck it on because it is starting to get absolutely freezing. But, uh, you are listening to the breakfast show on Faith FM and we're going to have a first clue for the quiz. That's right. Um, do you want to go with a city or a number? Uh, let's go city. Okay. Sure. All right. First clue. Jason, who welcomed Paul and Silas into his home, dwelt there in this city. Mm, okay, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I know where it is, and I know that it's it's quite an active city in regards to you know Christian expansion. Well, that's right, and there'll, there'll be. I mean, don't give away too much too early, but sure. like you know, there's. I mean, we're only on clue one. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry. Wow, you're giving bonus away to our okay, listeners. But, I love but it. Jason, Paul, these guys met there. That's right. So if you want to, uh, if you think you know the answer to this one, you can. Uh, text it through to our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you can get your name in the running to win our prizes this week. Absolutely, of course, our quiz, uh, our system for the quiz—I should say—I said our quizdom. Our system for the quiz is that we have 
questions or clues that start off more difficult. And then as we work our way through, they get less and less difficult and we'll give you more information. But if you get it now, you get 500 points. So you get more entries into our draw that's happening at the end of the week. As you work your way through and as the questions get easier, you get, if you get it correct, say, you you know, the next question, uh, next clue or the clue after that, you'll get less entries to the quiz. But ultimately you want to get your name in there because one entry is, is, is enough to take this thing out and you'll be able to win our amazing prize for this week, which you've got beside you right there, Blair. Uh, we, we are giving away, we, we just love it when people eat good. Yeah, right. So the, are we really giving away a revived cookbook? Yeah, yeah of course. You're kidding. Yeah. That's they're, they're, awesome. they're amazing. I know that you'd be, I, I, I could imagine in my mind's eye, like walking into your house and seeing just a, a whole stack of these. Books. Man, oh, we've got the whole set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So these are fantastic. Plant based cooking. Ama- I mean, we had Jeremy on last week, I think it was, yeah. to do, and um, I think he comes on, he comes on quite regularly as well. But we had him on to do some interviews and it was amazing. We were so hungry by the end of the interview. Absolutely. Man, so what a prize, man. Well, you want to get your name in to get that prize. So again, that number, 0491064669. Uh, Jason, who welcomed Paul and Silas into his home, dwelt there at this city. And hey, we want to get you guys to send some love in for producer Shell as well. Uh, give us a text, 0491 She is not currently joining us. We have Monica filling in as producer because Shell is just an absolute, she's an adventurer. You know, and yesterday she went out for a walk, a, a hike. And I heard it didn't end well. As I believe the story went, she was trying to clear a fence and got caught at the top and fell off the fence Oof. and ended up fracturing her shoulder. So I was quite shocked when I got a call from Monica, you know, yesterday afternoon. It's like, yeah, did you hear from Shell? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, oh, yeah, uh, Shell broke her shoulder. She's in the hospital right now. So, yeah, send some love for her as well. And, you know, we're praying for her. Hopefully she heals up because that is absolutely gnarly. I've done some, I've done some, uh, some, some injuries myself. And, yeah, breaking bones, that's tough. So, yeah, that's not good. So, hey, Rest up, producer Shell. We are praying for you. But what's happening in the world of positively different Lawson, news? I have some great news to share this morning. Mm. The first thing I'd love to share is actually a local news story. Oh, uh, sure. That's right. Yeah, I, I in my role, uh, in my job, I work as a young adult director mm. in um, uh, overseeing the church system here in Sevens Church in the North New South Wales region, mm. uh, overseeing about 100 churches, working with young people. And once a year, we have a big camp, camp meeting. Mm. Of course, we were we were broadcasting from Big Camp at Faith FM. Was... So our listeners are familiar with our Big Camp program, yeah, absolutely. And and so I, I just want to very quickly just share an awesome story that happened at Big Camp. Uh, we I run a tent. It's called the Young Adults Tent. We get a bunch of young people coming. We preach biblical messages of mm, God's word that absolutely. changes lives. And uh, this week at Big Camp, we had or the last last week at Big Camp, uh, we had. Uh, Pastor Rome Ulia, a, a preacher mm. who used to work here but now lives over in the U.S., and he came and uh, each evening we appealed, we made decisions, called for decisions, baptism decisions, Bible study decisions. Uh, if you want to talk to someone about your faith, uh, if you feel called to serve, and I'm, I, I'm just so thrilled uh, at the end of the week, we kind of were following these decisions up through the week, but the highlight of the week for me is that when we tallied the decision cards up at the end of the week, we had... 24 decisions for baptism, mm. 26 decisions to 
join in a Bible study, to have personal Bible studies. Uh, we had 45 decisions for people planning, uh, feeling called to serve, who wow. we connected with different opportunities to serve in a local region or um, at, at the uh, in, in larger things for the whole North New South Wales region. Mm. And uh, and also uh, seventeen requesting pastoral visitation. So we're we're in full on follow up mode, um, following all those up and working with the young people that made decisions. On the last Sabbath, we had a baptism uh, of people that had been being prepared for baptism and had made that decision. And um, nine young people were baptized on the last Sabbath of big camp. So we just want to praise God for what was a fantastic mm. camp and um, young people's lives being changed by the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's powerful. That's my demographic of people. And it's as a, as a convert to the faith myself and as a person who has come to a place where I'm like, yes, I was previously not a follower of Jesus and now I am. I I find it so disheartening, you know, in the six years that I've been a Christian looking around and seeing people that were my age when I became a Christian at 18. That's for a lot of people, the time where they're moving out of the Christian space, Uh, particularly they go to university or they move out of home or whatever it may be. And it seems as though like from my point of view, I'm like, don't you get it? Like, doesn't it, doesn't it make sense to you guys? Like how, how good this is. And I think what often happens is because of a lack of biblical preaching and a lack of calling to decision for these young people, they end up in that kind of situation. And so I was there in the tent every night in the young adults tent, hanging out, uh, spending time and, and listening to the powerful messages. And I was so stoked because, and I went up and I thanked Pastor Rome. I'm like, this is the messages that these kids, these young people need to hear. I call them kids and they're like my age, <laughs> but uh, these are the messages that, that our generation needs to hear that. Yes, the Bible is true. It can be trusted and it gives us purpose and it gives us a mission. Well, that's right. The theme for the week was this gospel based on the text in Matthew twenty four fourteen, where it says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. And so the challenge for the young people was to see their place to that calling that God has placed in their life to testify in their lives, to preach mm. this gospel and when this gospel goes to the whole world, the end will come, the Bible promises us. And so we're looking forward to Jesus' soon return, uh, and it was a fantastic week. Now, you said that you had a number of decisions for baptism, and baptism's happening on the day as well. Like, people getting out there in the water, I think it was seven? Nine. Nine young people. Uh, you had decisions for Bible study. What's the spread? Is that in Newcastle? Is that in... So it's between... Newcastle or Central Coast, really, through to the northern border of up near Kingscliff um, Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and then out to Burke. The furthest one was from Burke. Wow. Yes. So, so you've got some land to cover, making sure that, that yeah. these young people are ultimately, they're, they're learning the word of God and they're following through on those decisions and they're becoming disciples for Christ. That's amazing. Hey, one more quick good news story. Um, I love books, and there's a there's a little um, story here. The UK has had a resurgence in bookshops, despite this. Wow. This is a real plot twist because of you've course. got online bookstores coming, and all the bookstores are closing down. But um, data has been released recently showing that the number of bookstores over in the UK has increased, in fact, from uh, about 867 to over a thousand shops now, um, and that's just awesome. I love bookstores. I love going to them. They're really revamping them and creating Mm. spaces for people to hang out. And I just think that is a huge win. I love books and any opportunity to go read in bookstores is a good thing. 
Of course, we are a people of the book. Uh, Amen. The, 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 good, the good book. The good book. Yeah, absolutely. And so we want people to be able to to read. You know, it's kind of reminding me. It's 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 interesting. Our books becoming retro. I think right? so. Uh, is it like is it like trendy to to read? But but this is it's it's not like books have ever gone away. Like vinyl records, they you know almost cease to exist, and then all of a sudden you have a massive resurgence. Books have never gone away but at the same time yeah we're, we're seeing that that more people are getting into well it. really interesting the the books that really the bookstores were featured were quite um what they called indie or like old school they were really vibing it to try to push it back to that slower to the, to era the youth. Yeah. yeah okay okay so. okay so so people feel like they're participating in in some level of 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 vintage retro culture you know they're getting getting into their cultural roots in the uk which uh that, that's amazing you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different but we have another clue for the quiz blake give it to us we do so, the next clue is this. Jews in this city started a riot because they were jealous of Paul's successful mm-hmm. preaching. Paul was preaching the word. They didn't like it. They got jealous and they rioted. If you think you know what this city is, you can text through to 0491064669 and go in the running to win the revived cookbook that will be given out. And, of course, um, this is our second clue. So, if you think you know it, Send it in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith of Him. Again, that number, 0491-064-669. And uh, we are... See, at the beginning of the show, I intro stories and I say, oh, coming up on today's show, we'll be talking about this and that. But then I realized, like, the two stories that I have this morning are quite big. And both of them are huge talking points. And I'm like, oh, well, I even get through i'll definitely get through one, one of them tomorrow. but it's it's just seems well that's what happened yesterday i was gonna i was gonna talk about riley Gaines yesterday but i've pushed it to today but speaking of riley Gaines, if you don't know who riley Gaines is riley Gaines is a 12-time all-american swimmer with five sec titles so this is essentially the highest level of college swimming which college swimming in the united states is it's a big deal it is incredibly competitive because it's the breeding ground of the olympics essentially yeah you have like professional swimming as well but yeah the the sec which is like your college level swimmers it's this is the the national championship for people of that age now riley Gaines. Being a, a high-level swimmer and and being a part of that competition, NCAA competition, uh, she was in the midst of really the Leah Thomas controversy, which was that Leah Thomas is a male to female transgender person who, after identifying as a female, being a and also an NCAA swimmer in the men's division, switched to the women's division and won multiple national titles, uh, and this. Obviously, for many people, well, some people thought this was a, a a win for transgenderism in sport and representation. I think a lot of people thought that this is actually unfair and against the nature of sports, and is 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 actually you created a a, situ, a situation a circumstance in which now the two categories for sporting are actually male men's division, and then the other division is a co-ed division uh, because the opposite is unlikely to ever happen. 
where a female who is transgender is actually competitive. Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen that happen, have I? Certainly haven't ever seen that happen. Uh, actually, recently, in in terms of sport, and and you might you know deny that this is a sport, but they just had the uh, it was the six hour of Belgium. It was a car race, and a woman won. It was like the world championship car race. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never seen but a, uh, but uh, a transitioner. Uh, you know, a transgender individual go the other way around to oh, to, like a female competing in male Correct. sports. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's it's something that that rarely happens because of the obvious biological disadvantage. Well, that's right. Now, Riley Gaines, she's a swimmer, and she in a race in the SEC National Championships, uh, she finished fifth, um, and. They give trophies out in swimming up to fifth place. Like that's the the kind of podium ranking is is up to fifth place. You have your gold, you know, gold, silver, bronze, and then fourth and fifth trophies essentially. And it's it's a big deal to get you know to get into the top five because then it's your face is everywhere. It's like oh, you're joining those those swimmers on the podium. But that fifth that she got was actually tied for fifth with Leah Thomas. Lee and Thomas, they 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 cross like they touched the wall. It was fifth and sixth, and it was a dead heat. Like they tied to down to the thousandth of a second, which is that's very amazing. That it's it's crazy. You know, it's it's very rare. Now they had tied, and Riley was pretty stoked, and also kind of weighing into the 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 situation of Lee and Thomas being a swimmer, like a swimmer who she thought was unbeatable. It was like, well, there was a whole host of women who who beat Leah Thomas. Um, but then, yeah, to tie with her, and it's like, oh, sweet, here we go. Now, they'd come up for the, the trophy presentation, and the organizers said, oh, we've only got one-fifth trophy, and we're going to give it to Leah Thomas instead. And then Riley's like, but it's Ooh. a dead heat. How do you decide that? Like, you know, wh- what did you do to, to, to come to that conclusion? And the answer that was given was ultimately, oh, well, the cameras are here. Um, this is affirming for our organization. And Riley Gaines is sitting there. It's like, but I work just as hard and we literally finished with the same time. Like, again, how did you come to that conclusion? How is that based on, how is that based on our performance? And it's not the idea essentially that they were putting across optics. The, the yeah, it, it, optics in this case, uh, are more important than, you know, this lady, Riley Gaines giving, being given what her a crushing award. disappointment yeah. for, for a young swimmer. And so, because it's also, it's the trophy, it's the, it's the exposure, it's also the money as well. And again, if it's a dead heat and they both finish fifth, they've chosen Leah Thomas, but does that mean that she'll be then put into sixth? So she'll be, or will they both be put in the fifth? But at the time she's questioning, like, how is this working out? And they're like, oh, well, we're choosing Leah. And it's like, why? Oh, because it looks good. That, that. Interesting that they thought it looks good. I mean, that's another whole tangent of a yeah. <laughs> of the which, story. Which it's like for many people, it's it's caused a lot of controversy, and they're like, "Well, that doesn't look good." Yeah. But in that space, obviously, the NCAA has a particular agenda that they're trying to promote. And uh, what they didn't expect is for Riley Gaines again having the the pull that she does, being a, a well known name in that area. Uh, so she started a, a website and an organization. Ultimately kind of dubbing herself as protecting women's sports. Uh, her website, if you go on her website, is like swimming against the current uh, mm. is, you know. Nice play on which, words. A fantastic play on words, right? Because she is like, essentially her her 
her stance is biological men shouldn't compete in women's sports. And she being a person like being a, a, a victim of that situation. She's like, I, I people shouldn't go through this. this yeah, wow. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. It's, it's obviously unfair. And out of this organization. So she's become a public speaker. And so she, you can book her uh, to come to your university function, whatever it may be. And to speak about this particular issue and to share from the perspective of a female athlete who is competing in, you know, against these people, why it shouldn't be that way, which is like, okay, cool. Like she's gone down that road. She was invited to San Francisco State University uh, or SFSU to go there for a speaking engagement. This was in April and she rocks up to, to speak there and was ambushed by a mob, uh, a, a, a roughly like 50, 50 person strong mob of transgender protested protesters who literally run up to her and start like punching her in the face and pushing her over and whatnot. Now, luckily, Riley Gaines had security, which I don't know if she constantly goes around with security, but or maybe she was Just like for the oh, event or or, or, um, or like not constantly, but I mean, like every event she goes to or because she was in San Francisco, she's like, yeah. I might need this as as we know, San Francisco being one of the capitals in, in the United States of you know, the LGBT movement. She was like punched and pushed to the ground. And there's video footage of this people screaming at her and just like, and anyways, her, her, um, her security, they pick her up and take her into a room and barricade the door to stop the mob from getting to her. And they just like stayed outside the whole time, you know, chanting wow. and calling her names and they call the police and the police had to come and break it up. And it was a whole ordeal. That's crazy. And, Again, the from the perspective of these these transgender rights protesters, they're they're saying you're denying our rights. They're like you're you're against us. You hate us. All these different things, and and they think that they're then justified to go and beat up Riley Gaines as a result of Man. this. And it's crazy because again, Riley Gaines by becoming a public speaker, she hasn't broken the law. She hasn't physically hurt anyone she hasn't she hasn't committed a she hasn't committed a crime first and foremost but secondarily she hasn't used any force or anything there there is sure there's a protest to be have had if you think that she's wrong but yeah resulting to physical violence to to keep this woman down and to scare her from opening up about her experience as a, a woman who's a victim as well it's it's a really really interesting space to watch you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and we have another clue for the quiz yes we do and uh this clue is it says this the bereans were of more noble character than the people of this city Mm mm-hmm for they examined the scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. This is a Bible verse, one of my favorite Bible Mm. verses in Acts. Um, And yeah, uh, this is the clue. The Bereans were more noble than the people of that city, the city we're trying to discover, uh, for they examined the scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. If you think you know the answer, you can text it through to 0491-064-669 and go in the running to win our... Revive Cookbook. Absolutely. Shout out to the Bereans, by the way. How just good being, are the Bereans? Just being a faithful people. That's right. Yeah. I was I was talking to someone about the Bereans recently. I was I was just, you know, describing to them like 
we were we were having a conversation about the world at large, and it's like, oh, how do we come to a conclusion on truth? And it's like, wait, let's be Berean. Yeah, Absolutely. Follow follow their example. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. We have an interview today with a pastor here in the North New South Wales area, David Cosmeyer. David, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Oh, fantastic. David, we are so stoked to have you on because you guys are running an event very soon and we want to know all about it. What's happening? Okay, well, we're running a program called and Anxiety Recovery Program. Mm. Oh, yes, amazing. Which, uh, pretty much speaks for itself, the title. Mm. Uh, depression's a, a major health problem. In fact, it's the number one health problem internationally now, mm. um, with one in four persons being diagnosed with um, severe depression. And we have a program that I believe is the best in the world for mm. helping people with, uh, yeah, with overcoming this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. David, now you are a pastor. What area are you working in? So I'm a pastor at Lakeside Church, which is at Bonnells Bay or oh, Morissette area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so very, yeah. very close to us here in our studio at Wool's End. You know, the the extended, that'd be the Lake Macquarie area that you're in. And I would say, you know, as a pastor working in this space, is is depression something that you encounter often? Yes, it is very, very often, actually. Um, Even amongst our own parishioners, uh, it's amazing how many, um, you know, Christians and church attendees who also are struggling with depression and mm. often have so for a long time. Um, mm. And it, 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 uh, it's no respecter of person. It seems to affect, you know, people in all age groups, even, even young kids and middle-aged elderly folk um, and from all walks of life as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's across the board and, uh, yeah, I think most people are, would either – certainly know somebody who is struggling with depression and or anxiety Mm. and um, this is an awesome program for anyone to attend yeah absolutely now i am a little bit familiar with the depression anxiety recovery program or darp Mm. as it's it's uh given yes its namesake and it's run by the or it's it's been created by the nedley health group neil nedley out of yeah. the United States. Uh, now, as you said, it's it's one of the best programs in in the Globally. world, and I think it's such a blessing then to be able to to run it uh, at, at your church. Is is this uh, a program just for parishioners, or will it be going out to the community as well? Oh, most definitely for the community. Mm-hmm. Yes, we we're opening it up for everyone. We've. Um, extensively advertised on social media, some flyers, we've got banners, mm-hmm. um, a sign in front of our church. We're, we're on the main road there on the peninsula. Uh, so it's, yeah, we want, yeah, it, we're opening it up for everyone to to attend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, yeah. We yeah. So you mentioned Dr. Nedley. So he's the pioneer and founder of the, this depression anxiety recovery program. Mm. Um, he's the president of the Weimar Center of Health and yes. Education. Yes. He's the owner of the Nedley Clinic, president of the Ardmore Gastro and 
Virology yes. Management and of the Southern Oklahoma Diagnostic Center. Mm-hmm. So he's very highly credentialed. And he, in his practice over the years, last few decades, um, noticed this was a significant problem. And mm. so he started researching it intensively uh, himself. And in that process, he, he developed this program to help people. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I've heard his story before and he said, yeah, he began in the gastrointestinal space, essentially. Like he was a gut doctor you know, trying to help people with their gut problems. But then he's like, all these people with gut problems are really depressed. Like, they're really, really struggling. And seeing some kind of correlation between that, then now he, you know, putting time and effort into studying in that area, he's become a world leader and an expert on on mental health. Again, I love that, how it started off initially as a project to be able to fix gut health, uh, but now it is doing wonders in that space so if it's open to the community for you guys and you're you you say oh man even amongst the congregation you'd be hugely motivated to run a program like this it would really benefit people around absolutely uh now the program includes a a test an analysis Mm -hmm. uh which which everyone's encouraged to do Mm. uh, at the beginning of the eight-week program and then also at the end of it and so he's collected this data for, for for a number of years now. I think I think it's been running since two thousand and four. Mm. Um, and he's collected data, and the results are absolutely staggering. Even even Nedley himself was was shocked um, mm. to see to see how people with quite severe depression, after attending the program and applying, you know, uh, most of the principles that are shared, mm. um, uh, have reduce their depression to virtually zero um, in that eight-week period of wow. time. Wow. Yeah, that, that is hugely important when it comes to DARP as well, is that it has one of the best healing rates. Like, especially people who participate, they have a live-in program in the United States that you can you can take, take part of. But, yeah. Um, yeah, depression is such a pervasive issue, yet this program has an incredible success rate. That's amazing. And that's good because, you know, this is one of the areas that, a lot of people feel like there is no hope, you know, when you're caught in that depression, uh, I guess, pit, you just feel uh, like there is no way out. And I think having yes. a program like this is so encouraging to say, hey, there is a way out. There are very practical tools you can put in place to help you move forward. And I, I mean, I've done the program twice, actually, with different family members and friends who have, um, uh, you know, kind of been interested or needed that program and each time that I've sat through it I've been absolutely I mean it when you put the principles in practice it helps you even if you're not suffering with depression it helps you to live a better life as well um so absolutely. I'm just curious Dave uh, Pastor Dave would if um uh, you know I mean I maybe you don't know all the details of the program but what are, what are some of the things that really stand out to you about these really you know that makes this program so beneficial Okay so what's unique about this program is that it addresses the cause of the problem, mm. not not just the symptoms. And so, what Nedley does is he he's identified well I, I, over a hundred different causes, but he's he's categorised those down into what he calls ten hits. And um, so he goes through each of these ten hits in in the program and identifies what they are, and then 
way, you know, practical lifestyle changes we can implement to to, to reverse what what's happening um, to, to cause this. So that's that's why it's so successful because it deals with the causes rather than mm. just the symptoms. And um, we advise people not to you know to, to, to still work with their physicians, their doctors. Um, but a lot of them, after they, get, they go back to their doctors, um, find they, they're able to get off their medication. Now, we don't advise that. We, we make sure they work with their doctors. Mm. Um, but, yeah, throughout but, the But, I core, mean, isn't, that's just a natural outflow of addressing the cause, isn't it? You that's, know, if, r- if, that's right. If, you, if, if, um, if all you're ever do, doing is treating symptoms, then, you know, it, then it, that'll be a never-ending it, thing. Um, yes, but if you exactly. if you're able to tap into some of the root causes of what's creating the issue, I mean that's really the way uh, a powerful way to to bring relief and hope to people's lives. Mm. Yeah, and one thing one thing that really impressed me with this, and I've run this uh, about six times now. Oh wow! Uh, and like like Blair said, uh, every time I do it, I just go, "Wow, I don't remember hearing that," because uh, there's <laughs> so much information in these forty-five minute presentations each night. It's and you get a workbook to go with it, so you've got you don't have to vigorously be taking notes. It's all pretty much word for word in the workbook, so you can go home and relook at it and remind yourself. But one of the things I found really impressive was, you know, you hear this phrase or term. Um, oh, I can't help it. It's a, you know, there's a chemical imbalance. Um, it, and so there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. Uh, but he even addresses that and with some fairly simple, just dietary additions to, to your food intake. Mm. Um, this, this can, um, yeah, start to reprogram your brain and, and help it to, to, to recover and, and to get back on track again. And I found that really encouraging because that's, you know, that's an argument that's used for a number of um, issues these days that, well, I, I can't help it because I've got a chemical imbalance in my brain and so I'm stuck with this on medication for the rest of my life. And the good news is, and he says it right up front, he says the war on depression is winnable. Mm. Uh, and that's just, and people, it just gives hope to people who, who think, well, I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. Mm. You, you don't have to be. Mm. Oh, praise God. Now, I want to ask you, let's say I have a friend or a family member in the Lake Macquarie area who is, you know, who is suffering with this. How would be the best way to, to get them into one of these programs? All right. So um, if they want to contact Nerily, and I'll give you the mobile number, mm-hmm. Nerily, on 0410. Mm. So that's how people can register for this program. Sure. And we'll get the number from you as well. And they can call our station number at 0491-064-669. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Um, And uh, it's on social media too. If they just just Google uh, depression recovery program at Morissette, I can give you, I don't know if you want the, so we're actually starting it tonight. So mm-hmm. um, we've, we're, we're right hot, hot on the trail here. Mm-hmm. So it's starting tonight at 7 p.m. And that's an information night. And it's important for listeners to understand. There's an information night where people can come and and check out what the program's about. Um, Nedley will do a, mm-hmm. a presentation. 
uh, on on the screen. We can't afford to fly him out here. Um, and then at the end of that, they can decide whether this is for them, if they'd like to sign up and register to begin mm-hmm. uh, next Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's how it works. Uh, if anyone's listening, just come along, check it out. And there's no obligations, but uh, most people who come will actually sign up and take a flyer and say, "Oh boy, my, you know, my where's, friend." Where's old. the location of that? So the location is at the Morrisette Multipurpose Centre, it's, it's 143 Dora Street, Morrisette. Mm. So it's on the main road of of Morrisette, just down the road from McDonald's. Mm, absolutely. Well, again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text, and we can give you all the information of that in a in a neat little text message. Everything that you'd need. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.